Shalom and welcome back to Four Worlds Torah, digging for treasures in the Torah, treasures that matter for our lives and for the world. I'm Rabbi Shoshana Lees, and I'm here again with Rabbi Charna Rosenholz. This week, we are exploring Parshat Veshalach, the redemption of the Israelites from slavery. Here we find B'nai Israel between a rock and a hard place. Over to you, Reb Charna. Thank you so much. So in chapter 14, verse 2, um, the Israelites are told to turn back. They were moving forward. They were literally told to turn back and to encamp, kind of between a rock and a hard place, as Rabbi Shoshana said. There's, there is the sea and there's mountains on the other side, and they can see in the distance the Egyptians coming toward them. This time or place of being in an untenable situation where it seems like there's no escape is what the Israelites are faced with right now. And we have to look deep inside of the text. Are there spiritual principles or guidelines that help us to deal with these kinds of situations? What happens when our breath has been taken away because of the fear of what's coming at us and there's no place to turn. So here within Torah, we are going to explore two verses in chapter 14, both 13 and 14, to see is there a deep principle of how we face these kinds of situations that will allow for new possibilities. Rabbi Shoshan, take us in. Exodus 14, 13. Vayomar Moshe el Ha'am. Moshe said to the people, Al tira'u, hitiyatzvu, ur'u, et yishuat Adonai. Moshe said, have no fear. Stand by. Ground yourself. Root yourself in the earth. And witness and watch and see the deliverance, the redemption which yod heh will work for you today. Adonai asher ya'aselechem hayom, that God will work for you today, a great redemption, if you sit and root and stand and watch. Hi asher re'item et mitzrayim hayom, because the Egyptians whom you see today, lo tosifu, Lirotam od ad olam. You will not ever see again. And then verse uh, 14 in Exodus 14. Adonai lachem lachem. God, Yedhevavhe, will battle for you. Lachem, or to you, or perhaps through you. You all are to cause yourselves to engrave a space of silence, of presence. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So we have two spiritual principles here that come forth, and somehow we're going to have to make sense of it because here they are backed up with no place to go, with the Egyptians racing towards them. And we invite you to feel that sense 
of what it's like to see a problem coming at you with no place to go. I am sure many of you can create an imaginative example in your head of what's happening in society today where you feel backed up and with no place to go to change it. So what is the Torah actually inviting us to do? This sense of stopping and grounding and not going straight into sympathetic nervous system activity of fight flight or even freeze it saying, wait a second, no, you have to push through your basic reflexive impulse here. And we're inviting you, God is inviting us to do something different or the Israelites to do something different. Of course, the Israelites are just us, right, everybody? And so first we're being told, stop, ground, knit your feet into the earth, nun sadi um, veit, you know, the word that you said so clearly before, heat tsevu, stop and really allow yourself to ground because something new is going to be happening here today, everybody. You can change this if first you ground and then this thing that you're saying and then stand silent. How can we possibly stand silent when danger is coming? Hmm. There's so much here. I can't help but mention the Sulam Mutsav Artsa, the ladder that was in Jacob's dream when Jacob was literally running for his life and he paused and he laid his head down on a pillow and had a dream that began with a groundedness that was rooted into the earth, a ladder that stretches to the heavens that connects him to an ethereal realm. And yet he finds himself so rooted here in the earth. And out from there comes the vision for what's possible for his new future. And now, so here we are, you know, a collective, not just a Jacob. That's right. And he had that in a dream, a chet lamed mem, a dream. Let's just, let's just remember that for a second. And so that's a beautiful example of how he was able to, by grounding, by allowing that channel between above and below to occur, he began that whole endeavor of, of the priestly, what will become the priestly nation. The priest is the one who connects heaven and earth in a ver beginning with a vertical channel. And so you have to ground yourself to be able to do that. But let's explore this word for be silent. It's a very complicated word because it also means to carve out or to engrave something, to listen in silence or to conspire. So we're going to ask ourselves, what are we conspiring to create in this moment of silence? even when every bone in our body wants to run or do something to save ourselves. What do you think is the value of grounding and carving out this space of silence? What is it trying to bring us towards, do you think, Rabbi Shoshana? I mean, I think the key is we don't know until we do so. You know, we have to watch what emerges as another story is possible, another culture is possible, another system is possible, right? We are so in, in dysfunction as a society, as a country. 
we can't do it the same way. We are trying, right? And to not immediately react, but to reset, right? And then our action will be informed by something greater than our past and our fears, than our ego, et cetera. Because if we act too soon, something, you know, the same story gets repeated. Beautiful. So Samson Raphael Hirsch, the 19th century modern Orthodox rabbi, says that sometimes by quietly standing and waiting, it is a place in which we can cultivate trust. This critical moment in their history, he says, demands an internal response. One has to bring oneself to a state of calm and to the mood of quietly standing in order to create an internal shift. This internal shift that is being invited here is a shift between how our nervous systems respond to danger. Here's the thing. If you act too soon, you might be coming from anxiety or worry. And you are to, we are told at the very beginning of this, do not fear because fear steals imagination. Fear, worry, and anxiety steals new possibilities and do not allow us to find that beautiful space between, that beautiful possibility that emerges out of our silence, out of that place that we carve out for ourselves that allows us this capacity for resetting. This internal shift is hidden. You know, uh, oh, there's so much in what you just said about hidden and revealed and seen. And, um, you know, they're wafting of creation here with the engraving of a world. That's how the world is created. And they're wafting of what's to come, which is revelation, seeing what's hidden becoming you know, God is God's self is revealed at Sinai and Torah. But I want to just point out that the word fear and the word seeing are so similar. God appearing instead of Mitzrayim being seen, you know, and I, I think about insight. And if we pause and look inward and become present to what is within, then we will gain insight into this salvation that's emergent. Um, and then, I, I, you know, go ahead, go ahead, Rep Charna. And then we'll, I will, I'm I like to get to I, verse 15, but I shouldn't yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like what you're saying here, that sense of our perception in many ways is fueled by whether or not we are living in trust or in fear. In a way, the invitation here is to get the Israelites to a place of trust, a new relationship with God, a new relationship that is going to be different from what was before and how that will be perceived or what you see is going to be dependent on whether or not you're coming from fear or trust. And we've been leading up to this moment, you know, the binding of Isaac. Abraham looks aside and sees another way. Moshe, the burning bush, looks aside and sees the burning bush. Hagar sees the possibility of, of redemption when she pauses and sees what has been there all along. 
So as we begin to um, close our podcast, I want us to then say, verse 15 calls us into action. Don't just stand there, says God, do something, lead the people forward. The question is when to act and when to reset moment by moment. That's beautiful. So I think that level, that aspect of discernment is essential here. When do you stop and carve out that new space? And I will tell you, my touchstone for this is checking into my nervous system. Checking into the activation of my nervous system. And I most often assess that through my breath. Am I able to fully exhale and find the space between my exhale and my inhale? Can I willfully calm my nervous system? And when I do that, can I expand that place, even if what's going on outside is craziness? I want to share quickly. It was about 11 years ago, and I realized I was living off of adrenaline. I was a newly single parent. I had a career, a, um, a teenager, um, volunteer work, and I was constantly at the edge of my nervous system bandwidth and was noticing that I was literally addicted to adrenaline. And I said, I have to stop this. I have to create a new place for myself. And so I did this through meditation and breathing and imagining my nervous system calling, calming from sympathetic to parasympathetic. This changed my life. As I reset, I found new capacities within me to face the future. Look, whether you're being chased by Egyptians, um, your bank account, the news, or bad relationships, whatever those stimulus into our fear or our worry are, we need a new story. And we get this new story through grounding, through carving out through silence a new place in order to shift our relationship with God. So God is healer. So God as master of war can shift and change war into new possibilities. Mm. And the word war, I know we have to close, milchama, embedded in that word are several words, including dream, halom, including machol, the circle dance that Miriam will lead us into, and other words for sustenance, lechem, all in one word. So it's like, what is the nature of reality that we are going to generate when we can still ourselves and breathe and allow a new story, a new version of what's possible to emerge through us? That is the key here. What can emerge through us by stopping and bringing God in? God who can turn war into forgiveness or dreaming or sustenance. This finding yourself between a rock and a hard place is the opportunity to completely shift the way we see things out of fear into a different outcome. Thank you, Rev Charna. I'm going to place into the uh, notes on this podcast, Batya Levine's song, Breathe. 
I encourage you to listen to this song before, during, and after you listen to this podcast. Thanks, everybody. Shabbat shalom. We love you. Bye.